This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day. We'll just start. Um, so welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. Uh, clinical, are you approaching the end of your clinical right now? Yeah, great question, Bob. So actually yesterday was my very last day. So clinical is over. I started a week earlier than the rest of my class. And so I ended a week earlier. And yeah, yesterday was my last day at a clinical here. Okay, so are you going home? Like, did you, are you back um, in, in the New York area or? No, so um, I've got, well, I mean, first of all, I just want to say it was an amazing clinical, uh, fantastic learning experience, ton of great adventures, both inside and outside of the clinic. So absolutely loved it. Uh, no, but Bob, I've got some pretty cool opportunities coming up around here, actually. So I'm staying out in this California area for a couple more days, hanging out with some friends I met. Uh, then Monday and Tuesday, um, I'm working with some PTs at a San Francisco CrossFit. Um, oh, wow. They've got some pretty high-level PTs there working with some great athletes, and they've published a lot of work, um, written some books and stuff like that. So um, it's going to be a great chance to learn from them, learn from some of the best and um, get some experience with them. Uh, then that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I fly out of here to Denver. I got a little bit of family out there, but then I've got a conference. I'm going to a pain and spine conference um, for focusing on kind of chronic pain issues and things like that. That'll take wow. me through the entire weekend, and then I'll be back in Ithaca after that. That's exciting. Now, last uh, last few episodes, we talked about like building connections, building relationships. How, how did you like meet those uh, San Francisco spine people? Yeah, great question, Bob. So, or the, the actually, CrossFit people. Sorry. Yeah, the, yeah, the CrossFit people, the physical therapists through that. So, the one guy who kind of started it, um, or the co-founder, as well as he's kind of like the lead PT there. I'd actually, um, I'd known his name for a while. Um, so I'd read one of his first books he put out there, um, and was a fan of some of his work. The way he breaks things down, um, helps kind of understand components of the body. And so his name was kind of on my radar. When I found out I was going to California here and near his clinic, I, I was trying to find a way to get in touch, get uh, situated with that. Um, but, you know, it's kind of hard to coordinate that when I work a week job, weekday job where I yeah. can't take days off. But anyways, I reached out to um, the clinic and just explaining kind of who I am, where I was at, how I was in the area, kind of what my passions are and seeing if there's any way I could shadow any PTs who work there. Um, they were awesome and kind enough to get back to me. And I'm going to be uh, working for two days out there with some of their top PTs, which is going to be fantastic. Well, it's just like, it's just like um, that quote, if you don't ask, you don't get, right? Absolutely. And you know, it's, I think, and I, I'll say this because I used to be too, I used to be so nervous. Um, and like, okay, how do I, how do I ask for an opportunity? You know, how do I format the words perfectly? Or how do I go about this or is it rude or is it intrusive to ask for an opportunity? What I've found, Bob, is that if you ask somebody who's crazy, crazy excited about what they do, you want to learn from them about what they do, they're usually pretty pumped up and it can be a great opportunity. But honestly, if they deny you, it doesn't really matter because you wouldn't have gotten it anyway if you didn't ask at all. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, um, I... I agree with that, but but on another note, um, for the, for this concept of, of asking and, and stuff like that, 
I was talking to, to one of my online clients and, and I haven't talked to him in a while because uh, he went through like a free thing from me. Um, and, and we haven't talked in a while for like two months. And I, I didn't know if he was doing well, if he was doing poorly. Uh, and I just reached out to him and, uh, and I asked him how he was doing. Right. And then he responded back with like a video saying that he was doing amazing. He lost 30 pounds, uh, like his life changed. And that was just from me asking him how he was doing that. He gave That's me such awesome. a positive response. Right. That's that fantastic where you just, where they're almost like ready, um, to, you know, share their success. And, you know, you just show that little bit of interest, show that compassion, show that care. And they're just ready to jump right on board. That's fantastic. Yeah. No, like I, he, I'm probably sure I, I'm like a hundred percent sure he wasn't going to send me anything if I didn't ask. And, and that's probably the same with you with the, the CrossFit people. Yeah. You're right about that, Bob. I mean, they, they would have no idea who I am if I didn't get out there and introduce myself. So of course there's no way that the opportunity could have came up otherwise. Yeah, no. Um, today, like on, on another note, I, I don't want to, I want to talk something about that. Um, I want to talk about this idea of, of waking up and not knowing what to do next. So, mm. Like, like in school, we know what to do next, right? Like in school, we have a structure, we have a syllabus for class. It tells us when we have tests, when we have quizzes, all that. Um, but then once we like graduate or, or once we aren't in school, uh, there's no, there's no more syllabus, right? Yeah. So, so my question is like, and, and I've been thinking about this myself, like, how do you know what to do day by day? Like, I, I want to hear your thoughts first, Nick. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's an important concept, Bob, because, you know, it's it's easier to follow the instructions and have somebody say, hey, you want to make a good tasting lasagna? Well, here's the ingredients to make the lasagna. And here's what you got to do. You got to mix this, this and that and put it in the oven for this amount of time. Right. And like you're going to get a damn good lasagna. That's a promise. Um, that's not as true for everything. Like you said, outside of the syllabus, outside of that organization, you got to create it for yourself. but once you get there, that's where the fun comes in in the kitchen. So, and I, I like this question because it's something that I've already started to take a part of. And I think for me, it's all about finding the right mentors because there are definitely people in my life where I've looked at them and I've said, hey, there's something about them that I really like. There's something about them in some way, shape or form that I want to emulate. I'm not saying I want to be them. I'm not saying that they have everything figured out or that I would even be happy doing absolutely everything they're doing, but there's some element about them that I really like and that I want to incorporate to myself. And I reach out to those people. And so I think that's been part of my recipe for success is in terms of like, okay, what do I do now? Well, I first have to ask myself, what do, what do I want? And that doesn't have to be just job or PT related or for whatever you're going after. But for your life, too, and lifestyle, I think it's really important to say, hey, what, what do I want? What would make me happy? What do I enjoy? And then find somebody who's doing that. Because even if you don't reach out, a lot of times for us, you know, seeing is believing is easier for people. So if I see somebody achieving something that I'm like, hey, I could do that. When I see it in somebody else, that just makes my mind more attuned to it and it makes it easier and easier to chase. So you're saying basically having that end, clear end goal and then you know your path from A to Z uh, and then a mentor can be like a guide to, to help you get there. Is that what you're saying? 
In a way, um, I think the mentor can be a guide to help you get there. But I would argue, Bob, that, you know, for people who don't know necessarily what to do for the next step, I don't think we need to know from A to Z. I don't think we need to have everything concrete ironed out for your pathway, um, you know, because we don't. And I think that people who wait so long get paralyzed by fear and paralyzed by the choice of having to make a decision. And so, I mean, I think really our goal with this is to be less wrong. And an idea that I talk about a lot is that I think we have to find out who we're not before we find out who we are. And so anything that kind of leads down, you down the road of something that, hey, I'm, I'm pretty interested in this. It might not be my absolute top thing, um, but in this moment, I feel strong about this. Explore it. And I think the intuition of your body and mind will say kind of either yes or no for you huh i think we we talked talked about this like a while back about like um eating the pie or eating the blueberry pie something do you remember that yeah yeah something yeah i remember that a little bit yeah that was like months and months ago but uh like finding the the right pie and then if you enjoy blueberry pie that that's the right pie um but no i i i kind of agree and disagree i i feel like you should at least have a rough a rough path of where you want to go um like like knowing the general direction but then at the same time if you don't know which direction you want to go pick right. the direction and just just go with it for a while and then right. and then you, you can, stick with it you can venture out east but you don't need to know the specifics of what degrees and coordinates are you north northeast or east north something or whatever it might be yeah, like like yesterday, I was um, cooking without a recipe, so I was making some baked uh, chicken, some baked breaded chicken, and that was the first time I was making baked breaded chicken in my life. Um, so I didn't know what to do. So I was mixing flour with breadcrumbs, with milk, with all these kinds of of spices, and then I just put in chicken. I mixed with them, uh, mixed with the flour and the chicken. I had no idea what I was doing. I put it in the oven for like an hour and a half, and it came out the worst chicken ever um <laughs> that was not what i was expecting bob <laughs> yeah but, but what, what i'm trying to say is like i didn't have that that recipe and i just decided to go with it and it wasn't something that i did well but now i know that was that's not a direction i want to go with my baked chicken uh <laughs> the next time i, I make a baked chicken uh, i'll probably cook it for less time and put less flour um and and, and I, I think that's the idea that you were talking about finding things that you're not before finding things that you are because there's so many options out there and then if you choose one thing that you're not and you stick with it for a long period of time just because it's convenient just because it's quote-unquote how you always do it it's, it's not going to be the best outcome i i think that that allude that the two stories kind of kind of are similar what, what do you think Nick? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's how we find out about the world is we get feedback about things we do. And, you know, it's we get less feedback about things we do that are kind of quote unquote right. But and so it's more subtle. But when we get feedback about something that turns out wrong, I mean, you know, if that chicken doesn't turn out good, you know, pretty much right away. Um, And so I think that's how we always learn and how we always adapt and grow from there, Bob. Huh. Yeah. I I also think that. Let me me ask you a question, Bob. Um. Now, and just to kind of compare and contrast our styles and everything and our approaches. So you're talking about this idea about how do you kind of form connections and reach out to people. Now, 
you're somebody who's more kind of savvy in the social media world and very in tune with that, making um, podcasts, Facebook posts, Facebook lives out there. And I'm really as not as much. I don't even have a Facebook or anything. So talk to me about kind of just with your style, what you do for reaching out to connections you want to make. So uh, what I try to do is I find somebody that I really like, really want to engage with. Um, but I, I don't try to, to pick too many people at once because if I try to do uh, too many people at once, I feel like it's um, it's harder for me to, to reach out to, to, to more of them. Uh, but what I do is I find one person that I'd like to be like in 10, five or 10 years. Um, like what they're doing is something that I'm really passionate about and what I really want to do as well. Um, and I just start engaging with what they're posting. Um, just to put my name on the radar. So I would like their post, right? So every time you, you like somebody's post, they get a notification. Uh, every time you comment, they get a notification. Every time they send send you an email, like even if it's automated and you reply saying, hey, that was a great email. You mentioned uh, doing um, metabolic work with kettlebells. That's really cool. Uh, that puts your name on the radar. And then they slowly start to see your name because, pop like, up again. Because in the social media world, there, there's no really face-to-face contact. Um, we're, we're seeing somebody daily, right? It's just that interaction between likes, comments, uh, emails, things like that. But as they slowly start to see your name more and more, they, they, they think that um, you're more like, you're one of the people that follow their content reads their content and and they appreciate that because they do put work into writing stuff and I, and personally for me like writing blog posts and stuff like that it's a lot of work and if somebody reads it they appreciate it and that helps build that connection uh and then eventually you could further develop that connection even more just pretty much being genuine pretty much actually reading and, and liking their content and then engaging with it and trying to to provide value and and for me, the, that value right now is, is my time um, showing that I appreciate them putting my name on their, ra- on their radar because if they're pretty big, um, they're not going to see you if you just like a post once, right? Because if they're getting like 3,000 uh, likes every single post, you're just one out of the many. But then if you constantly engage, provide value, quote unquote value by, by engaging your time, that puts your name on the radar. Absolutely. Now, Bob, let me ask you a follow-up question to that. Do you feel like through your method and social media with that, that you're able to convey enough of your personality that you want to so that it's not just kind of a, a, a name that's out there for them, but they can kind of get a small taste of who you are? Yeah. So, so what happens uh, after your name's on the radar is uh, there's a chance that they click on your profile. They, they start looking through some of your posts, and that's where your personality comes through. Gotcha. So, because that's something that's always kind of important for me, not just does somebody know my name, but what's the connotation with that? Is it something that's well-respected? How are they going to perceive it? Because um, that's really where all the money comes in. Yep. So so once they click on your profile, they start reading your post. And then if they see a post and like, hey, I like this guy, I like this this personality, they might follow you um, or, or whatever. They, they might uh, like your page. And then with you producing more posts, more more blog posts or Instagram posts or whatever – they start to see it more and more and they're like, Oh, I know this guy. He likes my post. I'm going to read it. Oh, I like, I like his personality. That's cool. Fantastic. No, that's great, Bob. So again, we both have very different approaches. Um, 
part of that might be our personality styles or other styles. Um, but they both seem to work pretty well for what we want to do. And the, I think the most important thing to remember is this is all about having a really genuine desire to reach out and just get to know people and get to know people who we admire and want to emulate in some way, shape or form. Yeah. I, I think also it's very important on social media to be like, uh, to, to not be like, uh, you just messaging somebody and saying, Hey, I got this, I got this great opportunity for you. Uh, I got this new business idea for the next, um, billion dollar business uh and you're invited right because it, in my in my mind that's like you're you're taking more than you're asking yeah uh, or you're taking more than you're giving because if you if you have an idea and and you don't have any leverage other than this idea that you haven't built out and the other person that you're reaching out to has has a, a massive audience or has massive influence either monetarily or whatever um i think you're, you're just taking more than you're giving Absolutely. And, you know, number one thing is to be kind of heard first and that don't make any big claims initially. And like you said, it's all about the first steps, all about just connecting. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about something that I've been trying to do recently and, and has, has been giving me a spark. Uh, unless you want to add anything else to this, to, to this topic. No, take it away, Bob. So so what I came up with recently, so I created like a seven day challenge. Um like a free ebook challenge. Uh, did I talk about this a few weeks ago? No, I don't believe so. Okay, so so my my uh, front end offer for people to, to come in for free, uh, I would give them a seven day weight loss challenge. Uh, basically, focus on three habits to to lose weight for seven days. Um, then uh, those three habits are uh, eat more lean protein, eat in a calorie deficit, and the eighty twenty rule. Um, Basically, we work on those three habits. There's going to be a there's there's daily videos. What's the eighty twenty rule for you? So eighty percent of the foods that you eat are quote unquote healthy. Twenty percent of the foods that you eat are quote unquote whatever you're craving. So that, that helps okay. with the the mindset and the adherence piece. Um, and all of them work with some sort of piece like the calorie deficit helps with lose uh, weight loss. The protein helps with muscle and and satiety. Uh, and the eighty twenty helps with the the adherence and the mindset of eating. Um, and I think those three play hand in hand to help somebody lose weight the, the first seven days. And then um, there's going to be, well, there is a video series, a daily video series with each day. Um, plus after that, I, I threw in a free 28 day habit challenge. So every week there's going to be habits and workouts. So basically I, I thought to myself, what if I created another story attached to the seven day and the 28 day or the 35 day challenge, whatever you want to call it and attached it to the offer. So my story that I'm going to create, uh, which I'm trying to do right now is I'm going to do the challenge myself and show that it works. And basically the story is I gained some weight on purpose and I'm going to go <laughs> through the 35 day challenge to show that it's something that that is viable and something that works. And then I'll show the up and downs through my weight fluctuations. Fluctuations. I'll show the up and downs through um, hunger levels or whatever, and show the truth, and then bundle it with the package. Does that make sense? I like it. I like it. So it's showing it's ha- it's showing people how it's done, and you know I think something that um, it's a great education piece, Bob, that you briefly touched on is that you're, you're showing the fluctuations and that progress is not always linear. And I think so many people are 
afraid of when there's a little bit dip in the progress, but it's still better than it was before. They they almost freeze and they stop and they think that no, this is supposed to be perfect in every single step along the way, and it's not working now because it's not perfect. Yeah, no. So what I'm doing is is I'm taking my my daily podcast and I'm recording my my weight. Um, I'm taking a picture and then I am telling a story about the day about weight loss or about fitness in general. And then every day it would be a part of the, the 35 day challenge. And then that will be part of the story that I throw in uh, with the offer. So it, it's exciting. And then at the end of every podcast episode, there's a call to action to, for somebody just to, to go to that website and sign up for the 35 day or the seven day challenge um, itself. I like it. No, it sounds that sounds like a great way of not only kind of getting more volume of customers in, Bob, but really expressing the message that you try and live and that you try and uh, give to people that you want people to be inspired by. Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's going well. And also, just to touch upon last week's challenge um, or last week's goals that I set for myself, I, I have put two blog posts on my page now. So in total, there's yeah. there's four long form blog posts, two short form blog posts, and I'm writing my next one um, on sleep and pain soon for my fifth, fifth one. Fantastic. I'm, I'm excited for that. I think those are great topics that uh, have a lot of misunderstanding about them. So I'm excited for that one, Bob. Yeah, no, it, it's exciting stuff. Uh, basically, I'm just taking what I learned from school and putting it on a blog post. <laughs> so it, it's exciting because this is going to help for the long-term aspect because what I want to do long-term is, is have, a, have my own clinic. But then blog posts, they take time to, for people to come to the website, for Google to rank the, the blog post itself. So with more and more blog posts on your website, there's more and more traffic. So by the time I graduate and I have like 50 blog posts on my page that are all 2,000 to 3,000 word articles, it's going to hopefully it's going to gain traction uh, by the time I open my clinic and that'll be a source of traffic or a source of, a source of patients coming in um, itself. Fantastic. So, so, so Bob, you talked a lot about um, the idea of kind of not knowing the pathway ahead for you, for somebody who wants to open his own clinic and own business, what's the transition point for you? Because you know, you're somebody who's already started working on ideas now. And, you know, I've worked on ideas for my goals in other ways while still in school. So it's not just this transition of all of a sudden you've got a syllabus and all of a sudden you don't, you know, there's integration and transition in there. So how are you going about that now, that process of, hey, I want to open my own clinic and what steps can I do currently to try and make that happen? Yeah, no, there are days when I'm, I'm trying to work on my online, online business, my online coaching business. And I wake up and I'm like, I don't know what to do today. Do I just keep on posting content? Do I, what do I do? Do I move forward? And that was something that uh, happened to me last year because every day I was just posting content. Um, but I, I was pretty much going through the motions with that. Uh, I was just posting content not uh, w- without a reason why I was posting content. Um, but I think something I need to personally work on more is is actually sitting down and, and writing down what I want to achieve in in 90 days, 100 days, um, all that, and then the steps to actually get there. Because I know my, my general outline of where I want to go. I know my one-year goal. I know my five-year goal. Um, but not. I need to specifically plan out the more daily um, 
daily things. I was talking or I was listening to to Paul Goth. Uh, he, he's he's a physio um, in England who has a business thing, a business mentorship, and and he talks about how most of his day is just thinking about what the next steps are. Um, and I think that's something that I need to really do um, to to figure out why I'm doing the, these things and and what the purpose they they serve. Like like what I talked about with the 35 day thing, the seven day challenge and 28 day challenge, uh, me recording a podcast, that's part of a plan for uh, the general goal for helping me helping me reach my general goal uh, for this year. Fantastic, and I mean Bob, it sounds like kind of the transition you're trying to make is going from working hard to working smart. Yes, that. Well, it's a, it's it's both, uh, but I am trying to get more of this idea of working smart in my belt. Um, yeah, absolutely. No, that's not to say that you're not going to keep working hard, but it's uh, the more clarity you have about the direction you're trying to go, you're not swaying back and forth as much and you can be much more efficient in the direction you're trying to travel. Yeah, and, and I think, uh, thanks for bringing that, bringing that up because I think like h- how you work smart is by actually sitting down and thinking about what the next steps are. Right. And it's counterintuitive sometimes because I think for some people who don't do that very much, it feels like, wait, why would I, I want to get stuff done. Why would I stop and do something different so I can go get stuff done instead of just working hard and getting stuff done. But it's all about efficiency and clarity because, you know, we, we live in a, a stressed out environment and any of us can, you know, put in long hours and any of us can, you know, quote unquote, work hard and and work till we feel like we're exhausted. But that doesn't necessarily mean we're accomplishing anything inherently. Well, that that hit home with me. Nick. Thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. Um, because something that I've been struggling with uh, recently um, is actually planning my my days out beforehand and, and just going through the day itself uh, as as per se. Um, t- that sounded kind of vague, Bob. Tell me more about that for so, you. So what I have in mind is uh, before I go to sleep, I would used to always plan out my day uh, for the next day. Um, it, like, I think January-ish, that, that's what I would do. Wait, well, we're in March, right? Yes, we're in March. We're in um, March. Yep, just barely. So um, what I'd like to start doing again is, is having that clear path of what I'm going to do tomorrow, focusing on that one big thing for what I'm going to do tomorrow and have that set the day before. So, yeah, because like you said, life is life gets busy life. Like there's a lot of things that happen in life. But if and if you don't hone in on that one thing that you want to do for the next day or, or for the next week or for the next month, you're probably not going to do it because there's so many things going on. Um, right. And Bob, for everybody out there, it, just to clarify, it sounds like you're not just getting a list of things on an agenda to get done. It sounds like you're really trying to um, live it with a purpose and not just you know, what are the kind of concrete physical things I need to do for the day, but what's my intention I'm setting forward? What's my number one goal that at the end of the day, when I lay my head down to rest, have I done that goal or not? And how that does that define success for me? Yeah, I, I think it's it's also important to, to add on this question of what can I do tomorrow and what will I do tomorrow? Um, because those two are big differences that um, – so like what you can do is 
what you you can do what's what are the possibilities and then what you will do which is you honing on honing in in that one thing um and then just moving forward with that uh, and right. then at the end of the day being proud of of accomplishing it um so that, that's I think, I think i think the idea of what you will do is a very a very powerful thing because that that communicates resolve and commitment and i'm always a fan of saying that i will do not very much to be honest with you bob i'm a fan of saying that what i will do is actually a lot of really small things that can be somewhat easy individually because for me that means i can keep my word and i'm not i'm not advocating for setting small goals i'm set, i'm advocating for setting large goals but saying that i will do a lot of small frequent things because that way for me in my opinion if i say i will do something small and I'm pumped up and I like it. Hey, I'm going to do a little bit more in this bonus. So all of a sudden, kind of mentally, I've gotten this mental upbeat bonus work. And every single day, I will do this. Then if I'm feeling good, I'll do a little bit more. But it's it's almost mentally discouraging when you say you will do all these grand things that you only fulfill half the time. Then what is that word will? What will I do? Does that even mean anything to you anymore? Yeah. No, I think... Um, going back to this idea of can do and, and will do, uh, you, what you can do is, is you're writing everything that you, you want to do uh, f- for the day, big or small. And then what you will do is is what you actually pick and focus on. So, so like the one thing, either big or small. Um, and, 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 you know, it's, it's quote unquote more realistic for you to do. Um, and, and I agree with you. Uh, uh, first picking out smaller things, even if, they're not like super granular because once you accomplish a mini quote unquote goal, it feels good. It helps you push you forward. It's, it's a, the way I think about it is it's a sling of momentum getting you ready for the next goal ahead. I like it. Sling of momentum. Huh. Yeah. Good. That's, what, that's what you get for uh, talking to a tired Nick on a Saturday morning. But uh, sometimes I make up words as I go, but Hey, we're, it works. I, I like that because sometimes I set up uh, big goals or, or big quote unquote goals for me to do for the day. And if I don't accomplish them, they do feel discouraging. And if, if they're usually smaller and I accomplish them and when I go to bed, I'm like, yes, I did it. Uh, it, it does help me push forward, have, have that sling of momentum effect. So I like it. Absolutely. So Bob, let's talk quickly about kind of goals for next week. What both of our kind of intentions are that we're setting front for next week. Yeah, so so just to recap, last week I think I talked about. Uh, I think last week my goals were to to put my blog post ups and to continue my Facebook ads. I don't I don't remember if there was one more. Um, and and I've been doing those two pretty well. Fantastic. So w- what I personally want to do next week is is actually sit and think more. Um, may, maybe so I have this journal that has been on my floor for the past, I don't know, seven months. Um, and it's still wrapped and it's basically, nice. so it's, it's like a, it's like a pricey small rug. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah. So, so what I want to do is, is I want to open this up, this journal from my wrapper from this wrapper and actually sit down and think about my goals and what I want to do for the next day. So Bob, four and- seven, seven days. Yep, uh, to make the, to make these goals concrete for yourself. Um what when you say you're gonna write down your goals and everything, 
what kind of goals are you going to write down? Are you going to write goals that are daily goals for yourself this next week? Are you going to write down goals that are a month or two month goals? What, what, again, not saying that you can't and that you probably will do more, but what are you going to make sure you get done? So this, this book that's been perfectly wrapped and never, never touched um, that's been on my floor for so long. It's, it's basically, it's called the freedom journal, accomplish your goals in the next hundred days. Um, so basically there's a hundred days worth of pages in here every day, morning and night. Uh, there's, there's what you're going to do. And then at the night, uh, what you're grateful for and what went well, what didn't went well, um, and what you're going to do for the next day. So what I want to do is, is by the next time we meet is I want to journal seven days. So all seven days, day and night through this journal. And I want to, um, also have my hundred day goal planned out and what I want to achieve and what I will achieve uh in the next 100 days from this journal and i want to share it next time we're on the podcast fantastic and i mean bob just that when i asked that original question i know you had that in your mind but just the way you articulated that the way you shared it if you had to ask me you know which one of those is more compelling absolutely the second version where you're laying down these concrete steps of what will you do as opposed to hey i'm doing something kind of along this line much much more compelling but thank that's what thank you so much for having that account and giving me the push I need. Because uh, this book's on my floor. I've been told this book for six or seven months, and I haven't picked it up or even looked at it until just now. So there we go. Hey, per- perfect stimulus for setting a new goal. Hey, what's in front of me right now? What can I do to make it better? Yeah, like literally. Too. So, this this book was staring at my face. And I was like, hey, maybe I should do that. Um, but anything that you want to add? Um, so not, So what I'm going to do is um, between now and when I meet with the, um, the PTs at the CrossFit place is I'm going to come up with like a big list of questions for myself, things that I want to ask them. Not necessarily saying I'm going to keep bombarding them rapid fire, but just as I observe them, as I work with them, um, things that... I'm really curious about keep learning a lot more and writing a list of questions down to get the most of that experience. But then after that, um, you know, I'm going to that pain and spine conference next week and it's going to be a fantastic opportunity to meet a ton of new friends. Um, so I just really trying to, you know, have the good networking there and learn a ton while I'm there, make the most out of that experience. This is, do you want to put a concrete goal on, on the conference of like, I'm going to meet and talk to 10 people, 10 physical therapists. I think that would be fun, but I, I don't know. What's your yeah, I, mean, I, I can certainly do that. Um, For me, it's a lot more about the attitude I'm going to approach it with and just, you know, I know I'm going to meet way, way more than 10 and just have really quality conversations. Um, But I think let's say for my, just for the sake of putting a number on it for a goal, let's say that, you know, at least five times throughout the conference when I'm slightly nervous to reach out to someone, I'm going to do it anyway. I like it. Wow. So is it going to be the next time we meet the, the conference is going to be done or, or a few weeks down? Um, so let me try to think about that. So the conference is we're on a Saturday today. The conference is next Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So okay. we will see what based on the time we meet. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's a, uh, that's a great challenge actually. Um, 
it, when you mentioned it, it made me kind of sweat a little. Uh, I mean, I'm already sweating right now, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited. That that's that's a pretty cool thing. To that's talk like about. that's like the typical like poor like scientific study correlation. Like, oh man, you saying that's making me sweat. Wait, I was sweating before that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's it's good. So, is there anything else you want to add before we conclude? Bob, we've covered a lot. Um, you know, it's, um, I wouldn't say it's quite been a scatterbrained episode, but we've touched on a lot of things about how we have different styles reaching out to people, how we try and live each day with intention and what that looks like and how we hold ourselves accountable to that. Um, so I just really try and encourage people out there to, you know, focus on when you wake up in the morning, how would you define success for yourself? And what does that mean? And that's really the way I want to end this. I like it. And thank you to all the, so, so this podcast is, I think it's doing well. Um, every, every episode it's getting around 40 to 60 plays, which means 40 to 60 times. It, somebody's clicking it either 40 to 60 times, or there's individuals, 40 <laughs> to 60 people that are clicking play. So thank you. If you ever listen to the end, uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, your time and your energy. Um, And and that's it for Manifest Mindset. We'll see you next time. All right.